What did you just say? <laughs> Greg Starman? I said Greg Storm. Your name is Greg Starman? <laughs> no, the, there's a there's a man <laughs> in the like corner that is trying to confuse you. <laughs> My name is not Greg Starman or whatever it was. Starfish. Obviously. <laughs> Welcome to This Is A Mistake. <laughs> I'm Shelby. I'm Martha Ellen. I'm Josh. I'm Craig Stilly. <laughs> With an eye. <laughs> With and two eyes. E. Yeah, two I eyes all in there. Two eyes. Two eyes. Craig, C-R-A. Oh, and your whole name. I thought you just meant your last name. No. And he's got two beautiful eyes. Oh. <laughs> brown. They're brown. Poop brown. That's okay. I have poop brown too. People need the visuals. Brown. Someone told me today that brown eyes are warm and inviting. So wow. they're warm and inviting. Hmm. Anyways, uh, Greg, we're so glad to have you today. <laughs> hey, I'm married, everyone. <laughs> this is normally how our intros go. If I calm down out the there, ordinary. I, <laughs> I know you're getting a eyes. visual right now, and <laughs> we go straight for the eyes. I got brown eyes, but I'm married. Mm. He's taken. married. He's calm taken down. on lockdown. Second yeah. baby, very, very soon be on the way. Like Could be possibly right happening. now. Well, I think she would call me, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully could, right? It may <laughs> or be just happening. Text you with a bunch of emojis in the next and you few. Just know that means something. So being on this podcast was essentially be a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I would have, I would have a, I would come back and talk <laughs> about finish. how bad right. of an idea it was yeah. to do this podcast. <laughs> that second beer might be. And then it would be, a, and then it would be a repetitive process. Like I would keep coming back and be like, no, that last time. <laughs> that was labor the again. worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tell wow. us a little bit about yourself, Greg. Oh, Who are yeah. You? So everybody out there, my name is Greg? not Greg. <laughs> First thing you need to know. Josh was so proud of him. <laughs> Earlier, when you were saying your name weird, I thought you were saying Greg. So I was like, oh, who's Greg? I thought it was like a joke. I was like, I don't know. I do person. a lot of accents. Um, yeah, so I'm not Greg. And I know pretty much all of you because of, I work at a coffee shop mm-hmm. called Woodlawn Cycle we Cafe. I serve, I, I make the coffees. Um, I'm the coffee manager there. I front of house manager. And I also am a worship leader at a church called Fullness Christian Fellowship. I am a daddy of one in one point nine nine nine. Repeating, uh, she's due next week. So, possibly but she, today. but possibly right now. Um, Do so y'all know if it's a boy or girl? It's another girl. Nice. He said she. She's due next week. Well, well Molly's his she wife. Meaning My his wife. wife. Is due. No, you're supposed to pick up on context clues. No, She's due next week. Yeah. <laughs> she wife. is due. She the wife. <laughs> she the I'll let baby. y'all figure this out. <laughs> um, Not in front of company. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break. <laughs> Greg Starman. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, I do the coffee thing. I do worship leading thing. I'm daddy, I'm a husband, and I also write musics and am really close to putting out a record. Nice. Estimated middle of November. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So dangerously close. Yeah. So we've got all the music back from mastering engineer, so Perfect. music's done. And uh just waiting on artwork. Andrew Thompson is doing artwork. Whoop. Nice. We love him. Yes. Um, so pretty soon it's going to be awesome. A Slim Shadow is my band. Cool. A yeah. Slim Shadow. A Slim Shadow. A Slim Shadow. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited for the album. Yeah. I yeah, am me too. too. We're it all excited. Real fresh. Yeah. I should totally show y'all some stuff. You should. Yeah, I want to see it. I remember um, I it. us talking about it and just kind of the thoughts behind it and everything. It sounds like. Yeah. It's going to be pretty Yeah, I want epic. y'all to hear some stuff. How long have you been in the coffee biz and also equally music stuff? Yeah. Coffee. Mm. First, where are you originally from? Are you from Birmingham? Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores. Really? Okay. What brought you this way? I'll get into that okay. in a minute. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's all part of the all story. Right. All right. 
I'm just trying to build it up. I, basically, I I'm going to cover everything. Yeah. Okay. In I feel life. like we could just go ahead and jump into that yeah. now. I mean, Craig, because I feel like it's going to get epic. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you ask questions, you're like, just wait. Let's hear oh, this yeah. mistake story. Yeah. I think we should have a theme song. What do you, what's the song? Like, is it going to be. Do you want to make one up? I mean, you've been doing songs for all these other <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> 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 Wax the riches. That's it. I should have come in. That's actually really good. I knew he was going to say wax the riches, but I, I was letting you take it. Time of I was letting why. you take it. I just That's I could tell. I could see in your eyes. Mistake story from now on. <laughs> <laughs> and my mistake. That was it. <laughs> wow. So this will give a little backstory of how I got in Birmingham. Um, so I was 19 and already dating Molly, mm-hmm. my now wife, my then uh, girlfriend. And we were very serious. We were we had been dating since we were 17. She lived up here. I lived down there. How that worked, it's amazing. How did um, y'all meet? Do what? How did y'all meet? Through a friend. Um nice. There was a party. She she lived up here. We came and visited her for her birthday party, and Molly was there. Gotcha. The birthday party. So, um, anyways, I came up to be closer to her and to go to school at Southeastern Bible College, and uh, that was definitely not a mistake, obviously, because she mine. <laughs> she my baby mama. And, uh, yeah, so we were closer together, but I had no money. So I had a little bit saved from another horrible job mm. called surf style. Mm. <laughs> not the, not the big one no. on the corner. The one that is already demolished and replaced <laughs> yeah. because it was not good. Um, this will give you an insight into the story at that time. I didn't have any like established skills. I was still figuring out what do I want to do with my life, mm. and uh, so I didn't really go after a good job. Yeah. I was like, I'll just take whatever you give me, and I'll do whatever you want me to do. Um, I don't know why. It was just kind of like, okay, I'll just work. Yeah, you know, because it's a thing I have to do. Right. Um, so I came up here and had no money. I was like pretty broke and started seriously looking for a job when i mean seriously looking i was going door to door at lee branch Mm -hmm. be like you know taking applications (laughs) i said tinkling (laughs) (laughs) y'all tinkling applications here because i don't want to be here (laughs) i'm calling the cops (laughs) (laughs) um anyways uh so Going door to door, and I come into a. I, f- I find this um, animal uh, rehabilitation place slash pet store called Wags to Riches. That's right. Where is this? What? Does it still exist? Wags to Riches. No. Wags to Riches. <laughs> <laughs> this story can be. F- the The title of this story is. The beginning and end of <laughs> Wax to Riches. <laughs> How Craig <laughs> took it down. How I burned it to the ground. <laughs> Grand Starman. Wax to Riches. <laughs> Wax to Riches. There we go. Ooh. Well, well Christina. <laughs> Who called Christina? You get out of here. I take advantage of that time to show. Yeah, well. Okay, anyways. No. We're getting there. <laughs> Um, work on that pitch though. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little. It's not my key, but okay. we'll get there. Thank you. A flat. Uh, so we're. Um, where was I? Oh, Wax to so riches. That's right. I walk in. I'm like, this is a good idea. Um, Name alone, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, it was not a good idea, but. Uh, I walk in, the first person I meet 
has these like she greets me kind of nonchalantly she's on her phone and she's behind the counter and uh about my age probably a little bit older um i was 19 so she has she's kind of like over greeting me if you know what i mean yeah uh and was being like how can i help you Ew. And uh, and I was like, well, I was wondering if y'all were taking applications. And she goes, when can you start? And I was like, no. uh, immediately. And she's like, come in tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got a job. <laughs> and let me say this. Uh, they had baby pop pilly pigs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. They had puppy basset hounds. Uh, they had like rabbits and kittens galore. Mm-hmm. It's called Wags to Riches because they would actually take kittens off, like off the street and take Aww. care of them. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, dude, this is great. Yeah. You know, what a great yeah. situation. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I come at six when they, AM when they asked mm-hmm. me to be there. Um, and it's the middle of summer. So I'm sitting there waiting and it's like six fifteen, nobody. Six twenty, nobody. Six thirty. Hmm. Owner shows up. Yeah, and this is the first time I meet the owner. By the way, at this point, all they have is my first name <laughs> and my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Real legit. Yeah. Uh. Um. So I. She uh, lets me in. She's the owner is about 20. Oh, wow. Mm, whoa. The owner. Yeah. Of a pet store at <laughs> Lee Branch. So uh, she lets me in. She basically shows me what I'm going to be doing. Not showing me. She tells me what I'm going to be doing, which is scooping the poops. Mm, obviously. <laughs> hey. It's, it's a, a job. job. Yeah. It's a Get job. Got to start somewhere. 19. I don't have any... Reservations, <laughs> like cute kittens, <laughs> wax and witches. <laughs> yeah, man, this is getting better every second. Um, so, scooping the poops, cleaning it up, clean up other stuff just around the store. Basically, I'm I'm like a unglorified. Um, there isn't really a glorified no. Scooper, is there? Not really. Nope. They're never glorified. (laughs) They should be. Mm -hmm. They should be. We should start a petition. True. A parade. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, scoop, boom, scoop. They are in parades. They are in them. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) the whole parade is there's like a parade of dogs and then the parade of poop scoopers. Dude, it should be called the poop parade. Yes. Or the parade. Parade. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Anyways, so I'm realizing my job is being a poop scooper and doing all these things. I'm like, I don't care, whatever. I was just excited because I got a job. And then yeah. I'm starting to realize, like, I didn't really ask about pay or anything. Oh, well, it'll work out me. Oh, I got plenty of life. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, do all the stuff, shows me around. She's like, come back tomorrow. Did she get your last name? No. <laughs> okay. Thank God. <laughs> Continue, please. No, I, this story is gets deep, <laughs> you guys. Um, so the next day, so I'm there. Let me say, let me say this. I worked there. Five days. Oh, wow. Whoa. All of this happens in five days. <laughs> All right. So, so day one. Copy that first day. Yeah. Put it on the second day. You scoop a lot of poop again. Poop and scoops. Scoops and poops. Scooping the poops. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Pooping um, the scoops. <laughs> however, every day she's kind of gotten later. Okay. So you she know? arrives at like she's. I, I mean, not that late. 
But it is the middle of summer, so think about sitting in your car, and yeah. I'm like, I have no money. I have to turn my ga- my thing off. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there in a hundred million degree weather. Yeah, like oh, I just want us to open. And uh, I don't know why I turned into a nine year old. But you were 19, so yeah. I mean, I was feeling it at that point. Yeah, all the poop scoops. Um, poops. But I, she lets me, we get in there and do the thing. And you know the the romantic like oh there's cute pot belly pigs oh there's cute little kittens oh there's cute little puppies is starting to like wear off a little bit right day two oh yeah pretty quick <laughs> well I'm just starting to see something's not code here yeah <laughs> <laughs> Twenty- uh-huh. I'm like I'm putting some things together I'm not super smart but <laughs> I'm no Sherlock but I I'm starting to put some things together. <laughs> Just and they're not lining. <laughs> uh, so about day three, I'm like really questioning what am what is like not what am I doing here, but what is this place? Yeah, like something doesn't feel right, and I can't really explain it at this point. Um, but I'm like something's like in my gut is not right. Yeah, like I've worked some bad jobs before this, but mm. like this was weird. This wasn't just bad. This was kind of weird. Um, so the owner would bring her daughter, like her child in. I don't remember what sex it was. It doesn't really matter. But And it was fine, like, having the kid run around and stuff. But, like, I could just tell. I was like, how did this 20-year-old get this business? Yeah. So I, like, asked her some I didn't ask her questions because I was, like, kind of intimidated. I asked somebody else some questions, and she was like, yeah, so she was given the pet store. And I was like, what? Why? Yeah. And no one could really give me a clear answer. So I was like, is this like a front? I don't know what this is. Because it was weird. Something was weird. So about day three or four, um, I meet her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, the owner's boyfriend, is real sketchy, like Mm -hmm. real sketchy. And he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, dude, I stole this bike last night and it's going to go for a lot. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Cool. He's like, oh, yeah, come on, come look at it. And it's a motorcycle. Yeah. And I was like, wait, you... You stole the you stole it, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah." Like acting like I'm crazy. <laughs> what else? I'm like, you do? and then I'm like, look at him, like you are crazy. Uh, and uh, he, this is verbatim what he says to me. So you're telling me, if you're in a tight spot, that you wouldn't steal a bike <laughs> and sell it? And I say. I am in a tight spot, <laughs> and no. I'm, poo- I'm scooping poo. <laughs> Look at what I'm doing for money. It's not stealing, I think. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm just like, this is really strange. This is her boyfriend. Yeah. And they're, like, always fighting. Um, all in a few days. I mean, this feels like a, a whole sitcom happened in front of me in, like, five days um, but so about day four, um, doing the routine, she probably showed up an hour and a half late, Dang. like no joke. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, I'm getting real bored with this. Um, and she, she's like, Hey, it's time to clean out the snake cage. I'm like, mm. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of snakes, but when you walk up to Ugh. this snake cage there's like four of them in there and they're reared like they're cocked and ready Dang. to whatever comes down there uh-uh. and you gotta go down right <laughs> yeah so whatever comes down there is gonna get bit and so uh she's like yeah we gotta clean out the uh the water you know container thing that they swim around in and get their scales off basically and uh and i was like whoa okay this is my job i gotta do it i gotta do it she's telling me to do it 
I got to do it. By the way, still only a phone number and first name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so she's like, all right, put on this glove. And I put on this really thick rubber glove. And I have to reach down and grab this little pond. Um, and the second I put my hand in there, oh my God. it's like four of them bite me. And I'm like, ah! You know, <laughs> yeah. And she's laughing. Uh, she's like, "I guess this is a hazing trick. I don't know." But yeah. she's like, "Hi, hi, you're an idiot." I'm like, "You what told you me to do this." Do? She's like, "You better do it." <laughs> um, and then so I, I'm like, "All right." And then I does it again, and she's like gathering people to watch, m- watch me clean the snake cage. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just like. I'm humiliated for some reason. And I'm also like terrified. Cause I'm like, right. what if they actually bite me, you know, and right. hit, hit above the glove or something. Um, and then I go back in, I grab it, pull it out. We clean it out, put it back. And then she goes, Oh, he's got scales over his eyes. I'm like, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently that's a thing. I don't know if you knew that. That scales over your eyes, you know, then that euphemism or not euphemism <laughs> idiom that we use um, is a real thing. Like scales get over snakes' eyes and they can't see yeah. at some point. Um, and so she's like, grab his head and peel it off. Ew. And I'm like, this is my job. I'm 19. Um, and so... I try, and the glove is too thick. And she's like, no, you got to take off the glove. Uh-uh. So I do it. You idiot. No. I don't know why, but I did it. And I was like, meh, got it. And went along with my day. I don't know why I did it. Um, <laughs> How did you grab the snake? I just had him by the head. I had another glove on. Oh, okay. But it was all like this, you know? Yeah. It was weird. Um, So at this point, you know, it wasn't because of that or anything else. There was just like, I don't, I I feel like there's the one last straw kind of thing with me. Like, Mm. none of this is worth it. I don't even know if if or what I'm getting paid for this. If it's clean Mm -hmm. money, Mm -hmm. um... And, or what what it is at all. Like, I just didn't know what this place was. Um, and so I come in the next day. She sh- shows up pretty late. Um, it was like, it was the latest of all of them. It was like two hours late. And uh, we go in, and I'm doing all my stuff. And then she, like, taps me on the shoulder, and she's like, come here. I was like, Okay. Um, and we walk into, there's like, this place was really small. I mean, it was like, uh, I don't even know how to describe how big it was. It wasn't a big place, you know? And I mean, it's kind of a weird spot to have a pet store, you know, Mm -hmm. with actual pets and not just stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, it was right by wings, like Baumhauer's wings. Really? It's like two doors down from that. Huh. Just imagine having a pet store with pets in it in that weird strip mall. Yeah. Like, where do you walk them? I don't know. You know, um, but, uh, there's like this glass encasing where all the dogs were, where, you know, there's a bunch of kennels in there, um, just like stacked on top of each other. And, you know, there's some really gorgeous dogs in there, like seriously gorgeous dogs in there. Um, but one of the, cages she pointed at when we went in there and it was the baby basset like the puppy basset hounds Mm -hmm. there's three of them in there and one of them was dead and it was just like laying there um and the siblings didn't know it and so they're just kind of like playing around in there and like jumping on them and didn't know this dude is so sad i can't even tell you how sad because, like, basset hounds are, like, mm. really lop-eared and, yeah. like, super cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, like, 
super devastating right. to see. Uh, I'm like, I saw that and I was like, oh no, this is my job. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then we go over to it and she's like, I, this, I got to show you how to take care of this. And she gets a trash bag. Mm. So we take out and he's, he's got rigor mortis. I'm not trying to like mm-hmm. make this really bad, but this is just how it was, man. Yeah. Um, he had like rigor mortis. So it was like, I, I mean, it was really tough, you know, yeah. and put him in the bag, wrapped him up. And then we walk in the back and open the freezer and there's like 10 other dogs in Uh-oh. there. No. And I'm not talking like big freezer. I'm talking about your household freezer, like top bin. What? What? Yeah. Like I, I look in there and there's like a bunch of dogs. Yeah. And kind of maybe what you're feeling right now of like this drop, like all the blood from my face just like dropped. And I was like, what's happening right now? And she's like, put it in. And I was like, okay. And I just put it, the dog in there. And I don't remember anything else the rest of the day. It was the last day I worked there. Yeah. I didn't say anything. I didn't like, didn't say I wasn't coming back. Didn't say anything. And I was like, dude, they don't have any information on me. They only have my phone number. I don't know what that was. Right. But I'm not going back. Yeah. Um, and so, months later. Well, uh, while you were working there, yeah. like, did people come in yeah. and, like, so yeah. it was kind of, like, decent traffic flow mm, and everything? Medium. Or, I mean, medium it's a pet none. store, so it's kind of like you got to go in with a purpose, but. And I was there early. Like before they open most of the time. Like I rarely even saw what a normal day looks like. Um, And you know, if, if there's like somebody out there that's worked in a pet store, they may not be shocked by like freezing dogs or whatever. I don't know. I don't really know what procedure is. (laughs) It didn't feel, it didn't feel kosher to me. Like, and the way that it was handled, there was something weird. There was just yeah. something very strange about it of like, she was testing me. Are you okay with this? Yeah. Cause you better be like, there was just a whole weird attitude about it that I was like, something ain't right. Um, and so did they ever contact you? Like, no, no. Okay. So you just like never showed up and they never called no. you. No. So you failed their test. Huh? You failed their test. I failed. But probably almost for the good. Uh-oh. So wait, I want to know one more thing. Did you get paid for that week? No, I didn't care. <laughs> you did not get paid. I I did not want their money. She, yeah. He would have had to like go back and pick up a check. Or I did not want if, to see them yeah. ever again. Yeah. Um, and still, you know, there's this thought in my mind of like maybe everything there was fine. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm I just don't know that world. You yeah. know. Um, but to me, something wasn't right. It was just a gut feeling like something wasn't right. So at the time it was just like, I was not ready for that. And I didn't realize that was a part of the job. And, uh, so anyways, randomly I am, I don't even know what I was doing, but my father-in-law, um, calls me months later. Yes. He wasn't my father-in-law yet. He was my girlfriend's dad <laughs> um, pops uh, he calls me and he's like hey where did you work again and I was like uh, wa- wags to riches and he's like yeah yeah that lady's on the news right now she's Mm-mm. being arrested Mm-mm. and put in a cop car no way. live television what and I was like, for what? And he's like, animal cruelty. Oh. Good. Yeah. What? You guys can sleep. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 
So oh. shouldn't have worked there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you like you knew something was off and you felt that it was like wrong. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, and it's hard to explain besides that. But I know there's like. At least you got out. You got to go with a gut feeling sometimes yeah. and just be like, this is it. This cannot. And two, I'm like, what if I come in tomorrow and this happens again? I'm not yeah. okay with doing this again. Right. right. Like, this isn't, I'm not that into animals to, like, see them die, you know, to to keep scooping poop. It's so much fun. I love it. Yeah. Um. So, that was, a, that was a crazy five days. Sounds like it. And the boyfriend bragging about the, the storm. So, yeah, I mean, he was in, he was literally trying to make me feel bad. Yeah, for not stealing bikes, <laughs> bro. You gotta get in that bike stealing game. <laughs> you haven't really Man, lived. You. Can't wait. Whoa. I don't think I'm good enough. Jeez, this is crazy. It kind of just like all in. I don't know. It just all unfolded. Like you would envision in my mind now, it's like a movie. It's like yeah. watching a movie every time I, yeah, like think about yeah. that story, right? Because um, it's like there's no way that that no all of that happened, and yeah. I, there's probably a bunch of stuff I like forgot actually because yeah. there was there were so many little things that happened that I would intentionally just block out of my memory immediately, right? Yeah, that I was like, no, that's not a thing. That's not a big deal. Like, don't worry about it. Just keep doing your job. That's yeah. your, you know, scoop the poops. Yeah. But that's so crazy. But after that, uh. found a job at uh. the Lego store. Oh, hey. helped open the Lego store. Nice. nice. You're welcome. Birmingham. <laughs> cool. What's up, that's a fun job. Uh, by the way, I have this like giant Lego mural. When I mean giant, it's got like 17,000 pieces. Wow. If anybody wants to buy it. <laughs> you, you're looking to I just want to get rid of it. So I was uh, just doing doing the regular old uh, Lego employee thing, you know, just sitting in there and you know helping people out. This kid runs in full speed, directly in front of I think it was like a castle, you know, set or something. And he runs straight to it, and he's like enthralled. He's like, "Man, I gotta get that thing. I gotta get it." Uh, this kid's probably like four, yeah. you know, very young. And I'm like, where's your parents? And, you know, he's a boy and he's got to go to the bathroom. So he's yeah. doing the Isaac. thing where you squeeze it. Yeah. Right. You got to pinch it off. Never heard of this in my life. <laughs> so don't even know what y'all are talking about. All right. So here it is. <laughs> and you, you take two, you two take things and yet you, you actually do you that. pinch it off. You really do. Your that. muscles are no longer you doing a job. Squeeze your penis. You've got to. <laughs> Over the pants. Yeah, yeah. You've got to stop it. Have you never seen a little kid just You've got to stop it. No. I've never seen this happen. you got to stop it from coming out. Yeah. Your body's done doing the job, so you yeah. you got to go for it. And, right. If you have and a hose. You've got to look at that Lego piece. Bro. It works. It works. It hurts. It like, does not feel good. If there's a hose spraying water, kink it. Yeah. It's not spraying water anymore. But if you <laughs> if you unkink it just a little bit, it sprays everywhere. <laughs> um, you learn something new every day. Yeah, so he's he's squeezing it off and making sure nothing comes out. And I'm like, hey man, come back. It'll still it'll still be here. But he, I mean, he's like, he's like, oh man, I gotta get it. You know, he's just like, your parents aren't here. Do, you, do I need to take you to the restroom real quick? Where are your parents? You know, I'm trying to like figure out a situation. And he goes, oh, and he runs out huh. real quick and he goes right outside the door and stops. And this is what I see. This is what I see. He stops and he's like, his back is to me. Wait, how old is this kid? Four, four, four or five. Oh, four. Sorry. And there's uh, these people that we knew, you know, the people that are doing, always blow drying someone's hair, or curling mm. someone's hair. <laughs> we, they were like, always... They're always Ukrainian or or <laughs> Middle Eastern. Yeah, you know. Um, so they, but we were friends with them. Like we could say like five words to, to each other. But right. we were we were you know we were each other's bros yeah. or mm-hmm. sisters. Um, <laughs> and siblings. Thank you. Um, 
he was standing right outside facing them and he stopped and he like looks down his pants. This is all I see. He looks down his pants and I see he's blow drying someone's hair and he goes, (laughs) (laughs) just total gasp. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Day made. Wow. There's a lot of really great things that happen with kids. Not all of them were great. Yeah. At the time, but later I was like, that was pretty great. So how'd you get into coffee? Um, so I was working at some churches and some churches. I was working at a church <laughs> for a little while and felt, so I started leading worship at a church when I was 20 and was like kind of thrown into it feeling and did that for three years and was like, I need to figure out what I'm doing because um, I didn't have any real mentor or anything to guide me through that process. I was just kind of figuring everything out. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I want to take a break from that and just, you know, do a, another type of trade, I guess. Um, and so I was like, I know somebody at Octane Mm -hmm. and it was Sam, um, Cisco and he was a manager at Uptown and got hired there and that was it. I was I already I liked coffee and I just was like, let's do it. Yeah. Um and then from there I was I just grew more in love with the idea of the connection that it yeah. brings and being able to be at a place consistently that I will see people consistently that I wouldn't in any other context, you know. Cuz a lot of people you know, when they, f- which I, it's funny because as a person that's been in that for so long, this is probably like five, this six years ago, I think. Um, it's 22, I think. So it's six years ago. Yeah. Um, dates me. <laughs> um, I'm 20. Two. Wow! I'll be twenty-eight next. I'm week. twenty-eight. Wow, you did! You did some week. really, really He's good. I'm twenty-eight. <laughs> no, I wasn't. 31. I wasn't saying I'm old. I was just, I was just seeing if y'all could do math. Um, I did. You said six job. years. You're twenty-two. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Dude. I immediately thought, oh, we're the same age. Me too. So yeah, I uh, I just started to see it as a really good place to be to meet people and make people happier and. Um, I don't know if you, if you really care about it and care about the service part of it, you get to make a connection, you know, um, and I've actually like made friendships Mm -hmm. through it, you know, like real friendships that, that matter and met people like, um, that I would never have met before in any other context. And so it's, it was kind of that what that's what made me like it. And then beyond that, I really started liking the craft of it mm-hmm. and just like, Whoa, there's so many possibilities. I remember the first time I drank a Ethiopian natural. It was like, this isn't coffee. There's no way it tastes like a blueberry muffin. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And Someone explained, yeah, dude, there's nothing added to this. This is just what it is. You know, it's from a fruit. I'm like, what? (laughs) Um, And it's just being able to, like, build that bridge for someone and not allowing some other pretentious person to build that bridge for you in a harsh way. Like, I want to be the person that, like, does it in a kind way so that you actually get somewhere in life and, you know, with coffee but more than that you know i always view it more than that of like if someone's kind to you you kind of put that in your pocket somehow and like be like it's all right you know yeah i don't know how that works but somehow we're able to as humans just kind of like you know what i just put a dead dog in a freezer but i think it's going to be okay you know (laughs) and it was you're i'm here partially i'm still i'm still going (laughs) yeah um so yeah, that was kind of what got me in it, kept me in it was, you know, the community and, and really Birmingham is struggling as a coffee community mm. because of so many changes that have happened in the last few years, like big changes. Um, but I think, you know, honestly, we're in a 
point now where we're regrouping. Yeah. And because there was a few, there was a moment there where there was a really good community of, yeah. of coffee shops that were yeah. not in it to like compete. They were just in it to make Birmingham better and mm-hmm. kind of give a shine, a good light on Birmingham. And right. now we're kind of fighting back for that again, I think. Yeah. Um, but there's a few really great shops in town that care about what they do and the few people that have stuck through it are amazingly talented to have in the city. Yeah. So it's, I'm just kind of here to help try to guide it and be a part of it. But I don't care if I'm like noticed. I just want, I think coffee is an important part of creating community and, you know, kind of like beer has been here, you yeah. know, like a brewery pops up and the whole you know, city around it just becomes yeah. thriving. Like yeah. such it's like culture. a gathering thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt whenever I worked in coffee is that it wasn't just a place for like to get, to get coffee. Like everyone meets over coffee and over food mm-hmm. and over beer. Mm-hmm. It's like where people come to have business music. Yeah. It's like religious people dates. Like it is a place yeah. like coffee. Isn't a drink. Like, there's no, For a lot of people. There's no important person. Right. It's know? just like, it's like they're a all place to people. come together. Yeah. And I was sitting down, like I'd been asked to like step up in my role in the, in the company I was working with. And I was sitting down with like one of the head people of these company explaining this like concept to them. And they're like, whoa, I've never thought of this before. Like, and how I'm did like, you get in this? excuse me, that explains a lot about the company though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I 100% yeah. agree with you. And, and that's, that's the thing um, to, to play the high ground too of kind of what you just did of like not naming names, you know, there's been some screw ups in this city. Like yeah. there's been some people that have been taken advantage of. Um, there's been some gross misjustice um in the workplace but it's not it's not time to point fingers it's time to get better you know and so like that's kind of birmingham in general it's like right you know we've been through some crap in the city and we've done some we've dealt it you know so it's like it's just not time to point fingers anymore we can't point at our president we can't point it it's just time to do something yeah it's time to get better and be better people yeah and and I think, you know, as a person who's face-to-face with with a lot of people from the city, um, it's, you know, it's I, me showing up in a good mood matters. Um, and I, if I keep thinking that, and I, it's given me perspective, too, with any other type of job. Like, yeah. even if you're behind a desk, you show up with a good attitude, and you do it with heart, mm-hmm. and something changes in the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, People catch on to it and start working with that type of attitude. And then an economy is is built around it. And then there's people, more jobs that are created. And it's like, I mean, that's just, it's all about having a good attitude. That's really all it is. And caring about what you do. If you don't care about what you do, find something else and have a good attitude about that. You know, it's just, I mean, if you do it only only for money, you're going to be especially in service industry, you're going to always like hate it. You're going to burn out quick. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people have shipped over to bartending and immediately been like, Whoa, this is bad. You know, I have no weeknights or or week. I have no nights. I have, you know, it's like it, they regret it, but they're making money. And then they're like, why my whole, my body and my soul hurts. (laughs) I need to get out of this. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, you have to really evaluate that kind of stuff. But so coffee for me still in my head is like, I, I love it. And it's always going to be one of those things that is a part of me. Mm -hmm. And I had a long time where I was trying to sort out, is this me or is music me? Mm. Because music's been a part of my life way longer than anything yeah. You know, I mean, besides my like immediate family, but I've been, I've been doing and in love with music, um, 
for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I I thrive off of it when I'm yeah. not writing, performing, or something like that. I start to, like, lose myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing besides, like, loving my wife and, you know, being a good human being, <laughs> I think, that has been, like, if I stop doing that, I'm going to lose myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think we all have that. And sometimes it's harder to figure out what that is. Yeah. But for me, it's like, if I stop doing that, I will f- literally see myself get depressed. Yeah. I'll see myself like, n- you know, being angry for no reason. And um, so writing for me has always been that like, it's their therapy, but it's also like, it gives me something to push myself in sure and um and so that's why like this record that i've been working on for two years is like really important to me to get out even through me trying to juggle all the things i'm trying to juggle it's like it doesn't matter it's if i'm not doing it it's i'm going to not do all the other stuff very well right which is kind of weird to think about but art i think is like that yeah yeah um, for most people um you you start questioning if do I matter? Do I care? It's just such a yeah. part of your identity. Yeah, it's like the part that you're taking on yourself, and yeah. that's the way that you express yourself. Yeah. And I've been through the phases of like, for example, I mean, y'all have heard me play before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but most of the people that I know, because I work in the what you know the cafe I work in. Most people I know don't even know I sing or play yeah. music. And for a long time, that ate me alive. I'm like, you yeah. don't even know me. Right. Yeah. And some of you, like, really know me. Like, yeah. you yeah. think you know me. And then... There's this huge part of you. Yeah, there's, like, a huge part of me that I feel like people don't know. Right. And for a long time, that was, like, that ate me alive. I don't know why, huh. but it did. And then... Eventually, I got to a point where I'm like, it's not about that. You know, I don't perform yeah. for, yeah. I don't perform or or write music for that, I, for recognition anymore. You know, and I think, I think that's a honestly, I don't, I can't give anyone input, but this is my perspective of for my life is the turning point for me in writing, um, and practicing my artistic nature was, was when I was like, it's not for that. Yeah. It's for, it's for you. It's for me. It's for saying something that I feel like needed to be said, you know? And, um, and then the like return is even more satisfying and beautiful when someone else enjoys it or when someone else gets something from it, you're like, no way. Because yeah. if like you already had all of the return you thought you were going to get right. from it was yeah. yourself, yeah, like feeling fulfilled and feeling like you got what you needed to get off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. When someone actually comes back, you're like, holy moly. Yeah. How is this possible? Right. Like I didn't in any world think that anyone else would enjoy this, which may be really unrealistic and stupid, but it's like, <laughs> At least you've already had, you know, yeah. the return or or the reward. That's what I'm trying to think of. The reward for doing the thing, right. you know. But I know all of y'all kind of have that in your own way yeah. of this is something I practice and feel like no one sees how much I care about it. And you get really frustrated and you go through all the different dynamics of like creating something that you think someone would change the world. You know, you go through that big of a thing and you're like, it doesn't even matter. And you're like, no, it matters, but who does it matter to? Hmm. You know? Uh, and then when you actually put a person to it and say, it's you, you know, it matters to you. Right. And it doesn't have to matter to be beautiful to anyone else. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's a, I think that's kind of where I am with music. I think yeah. that's really amazing. And I think that that is the unex- un- unknown goal 
Yeah. I think because a lot of people don't realize that because especially with music, it's all about performing mm-hmm. and showing. And like when you don't have that part of it, right. it's kind of like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. And when you mm-hmm. realize it's just an extension of yourself and it's a way to release and to express. Yeah. And I think that that's really beautiful because then it doesn't become about the way others perceive it. And then yeah. it's something that's even more even more a part of yourself, which also in turn could make it even harder to show other people because it's way more vulnerable. Yeah. But it could touch someone at another level than what you Mm. were doing originally. So I think taking breaks and stepping back and reevaluating and also finding identity in something right. like if you've always categorized yourself as a musician yeah. and then like you were saying you were in a job currently where a lot of people didn't even know you played music. It's like, how do I define myself now? What am I? Who am I? And that's a whole nother growing experience and like yeah, learning who you are, taking that outside of it. And then I think that having it reenter your life in a way yeah. makes it even more meaningful to you. Right which means that it's an even better expression of yourself. Yeah, and you know, I think too, for me, writing at first was to, you know, when you're using words, you're you're literally saying something, but, you know, sometimes you're reaching in the dark and you're trying yeah. to find what you're saying. Um, sometimes you're, you use a melody and you put gibberish over it, which that's a crazy story for me. That happened before where I had a, total long melody actually let me tell this story this is really fascinating um because i I don't know what to do with it and i think there's a lot of like subtext in this realization for me um that maybe someone could get something from but there's this lyric to a song that i may never ever put out i may never actually finish writing Mm. um but it's like one of the most beautiful things to me that I've ever experienced. And it was when um, I was washing dishes. This was almost probably three years ago now. Um, Yep. And I was washing dishes in my um, house. House. Kitchen. (laughs) In the lawn. (laughs) Front yard. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) And I was washing dishes in my kitchen where you do it. And uh, I was humming this melody that, you know, when you get something, inspiration comes. And when you get it, you got to stick with it. You got to yeah. record it. You got to do yeah, something because yeah. you're going to lose it. Right. Um, I've, I don't know how many songs have been lost that may have been the best song ever yeah. out yeah. there. That like, who knows? Who knows who who wrote it? Could have been some dude in the middle of, you know, the Amazon rainforest was humming a tune. He's like, man, this is really good. Yeah. Put some words to it. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he forgot it, you know, and yeah. we, the, the world is now where it is because yeah. of him. Because um, it didn't get out. It didn't get recorded. But yeah, that's the issue is like when, when inspiration comes, you got to get, you got to keep working through it. And if you get stopped, if someone interrupts it, it's it, it could be gone, you know. Yeah. Um. And so, I was humming this melody, and it was a long melody. Is like this. It goes. That's a really long melody. I don't really know why I was humming that, but I just kept doing it. And then, uh, and I put, I put gibberish over it. Right. So, like, just kept doing that because it was like, what do you do? You know, you just, you try to find texture because you're like, if this is a meaningful sound that I think matters to me, for whatever reason, it's resonating with me, the minors and the majors and the sevenths and everything, whatever's going on, it's, it is resonating with me somewhere. I got to put something over it. And so you start putting something Mm -hmm. like, where do you start? Mm. Right. I mean, you can't just go, uh, 
I love French fries. <laughs> How can I incorporate this? Yeah. You know, you if you do that, you're imposing your own meaning on something that may be more beautiful. Right. And yeah. so you're like, allow this thing that's already informing me about meaning kind of create itself. Right. And so yeah. you try to... Re- I don't know. You kind of try to remove yourself mm-hmm. from it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like abstract painting. Like maybe you start with like a couple strokes and you're like, Oh, that kind of looks like a face. I'm going to make that. Ooh, that doesn't look like a face anymore. That looks like a banana. Like yeah. you, you just yeah. kind of go with where it's going. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's speaks to more things in life than just painting or making a song. But you're basically like, I'm putting these, this gibberish over it. And then all at once, this whole the whole thing writes itself. Wow. Mm. It goes, uh, should I open up this door? Should I see what lies behind? Should I lock the latch and light a match and burn it to the ground? I know nothing. I know nothing about love. And I was like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I seriously was like, I don't, I don't even know what to do with that. And I recorded it. I wrote down the lyrics and I read it over and over again. And I was like, what is, what is that? Mm. Um, and then we found out that week that mom was pregnant. Wow. Wow. And it was like the idea of, should I open up the store? Should I see what lies behind? Mm. Yeah. Or should I just be, you know, locked down by fear that I won't actually go through the door. I would burn it and like, not that I would like escape and run away from my child or wife. Like I would never do that, but not going through it with, with like pride and going through it with, um, fear and reservation. Yeah. No reservations, you know, like going through the door. Yeah. Um, but the tag of, I know nothing about love, like that idea of, if I actually knew about love, if I understood, yeah. I wouldn't fear it mm-hmm. right. because it's what I want. Yeah. You know, no hesitation. Um, and so like writing to me, like has gone through many phases and like one of the, that was a very key point to me. Whereas like, I may never, someone may never actually hear that song Yeah, in like it's totality. It has a whole nother verse and it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, as long as I am learning and I'm able to actually enter myself yeah. into what's being written, I'm not actually getting a reward. Right. right. Um, and nor is anyone else. Like the sure. crap that we hear most of the time <laughs> is just drugs. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. trying to give you what you want when you want it. Right. Momentarily. Um, and sometimes you need yeah. that. Like, yeah. listen, we all can get down to some Bruno Mars. Yeah. Because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you can't, then you're denying probably something really important to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's fun. It's yeah, that's okay to do. Like Taylor Swift song, it's fun sometimes. But you know, n- not seeing that as like I don't see that as art. I think it, uh, of it as like it's just fun. Yeah. 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 Like. It's it's a nice little big old chocolate chip cookie yeah. in the middle of the day, yeah, or in the middle of the night, or in, when after the chocolate chip cookie you just ate, yeah. like yeah. yeah, it's nice. But if if that's your if that's what you look for in music, you're really missing out. Yeah, and I yeah. think so you know, I think there's a lot more in writing, in painting, in illustrating, in mending, in whatever you're doing. Yeah is being able to transform something that has no meaning. Yeah. A melody has no meaning. Right. You know, it does though. Yeah. It actually does. <laughs> we listen to melodies all the time and they have mm-hmm. enormous mm-hmm. amount of meaning, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with what the author was saying. It has everything to do with what you're actually putting onto it. Right. Yeah. Right. It sparks an emotion within right. you. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you like, I, when I think about music, and stuff that I can't stop listening to and I listen to over and over and over. It's not the poppy things. It's not the things that are like chocolate chip cookies that are momentary yeah. and satisfying in that moment. But it's the things that last for a long time yeah. and that kind of resonate with me throughout the day. And mm-hmm. it's like, why did that emotion or why did that melody make me feel this emotion? Yeah. And that is 
that's in my mind the artistic side of music yeah so it's it's cool that i don't know i it's really i appreciate when artists and musicians look for that and like you even recognize like that song might have just been for you for that time maybe not for anyone else yep and maybe that's what it was meant for well, and it's it's not over glorifying. I, I think the issue is over glorifying a musician, yeah, which we do, yeah, uh, or an actor, or you know, the greater arts. Like there is no someone who does their job well mm. in a boring atmosphere, mm-hmm. and seems to you know. I know people like this that go in every day with this like attitude as if they're on the stage in front of a million people like they care about what they doing they're doing even though it's the most mundane thing you could ever think taking out the trash right you know scrubbing something that no one wants to scrub yeah and it's like how do you do it like that's more that has more artistic value right when there is no real audience yes you're doing it for you Yeah. yeah And think about the actual concentration you have to have to go, I'm going to do it again yeah. tomorrow. Right. And I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be grateful mm. because I could be somewhere else, you know. True. That's I could good. be in Wax Riches right now. Poof, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scoop, or poop. not in Boop, Wax. Scoop. You could be in jail. Boop, scoop. Or you could be in jail. Poop, scoop, and boogie. could be in jail. Or you could be in the poo raid. Yeah. Oh. Which we're all Those starting next year. <laughs> week? <laughs> next week. Right. Next week. I'll Bring your diapers. Your <laughs> or don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your choice. It's Bring whatever you, you want. Yeah. Well, free hot dogs. Of course. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's a parade without free hot dogs? <laughs> yeah. Well, Craig. Thanks so much for being on. Yeah. <laughs> you have any plugs? Yeah, plug your stuff. Mm. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, I don't website, know. Website, music. Check out a Slim Shadow. Yeah. In November. It's, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm really bad about advertising and doing anything like that. It's just not my thing. But the album is actually, I, I think it's really great. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to it. Which is a really hard thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like listening to your stuff, stuff that you don't relate to anymore, mm. you know. Um, but I think it sounds really good. I think it's complete feeling. I'm really proud of it. Um, but it should be out. It's called In and Out of Time is the record. Okay. Um, you can ask me about that later, I guess. But yeah. I want to show you all some stuff for sure. Yeah, we yeah. want to hear. Um, okay, so a uh, Slim Shadow on Instagram. Yes. Uh, look for the album. The Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah. Look. For I don't the album have many followers on there because I don't advertise. Well, I don't do that thing. I wish I did. Step number one. Step number one. To all our top millions of listeners, hear one, me. A Slim Shadow, <laughs> November-ish, coming out with a record that may or may not be good to you. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Get cuddly with your dog. Get some string cheese. Don't drink beer unless you like it. <laughs> this is Greg Starman. <laughs> Signing off. I'm not oh, sure what that was. That's, like I'm your hype woman. That's how, that's, that's, how I, that's how I advertise right there. That's That's why I'm really bad at it and no one follows me. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you have any mistakes and you want them put on the pod, then podcast, (laughs) then um, DM us on Instagram or send us an email at this was a mistake podcast at gmail.com. And we'll share it here. It can be totally anonymous. Um, So yeah. Anyway, but Craig, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you, Craig. Right, outro really song, you ready? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, Hang on. Wait, wait. Let me get really ready. Let's all get ready. Let's all get so ready. Okay, let's get ready. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing? I'm ready. We're, wait, hold on. we're marketing and advertising for you. <laughs>
That's a didgeridoo. Warrior war. This was a Mustang. This was a Mustang. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Take it, Josh. This was a Mustang. <laughs> boom, boom. This was a Mustang. Show me. Go. Oops. <laughs> Martha Ellen. Bye. <laughs> Still going. Bye. This was a mustard. <laughs> Dude. Golden. Instant so. Beautiful. That's going on the record. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yep, it was. It was a mistake. I sure was. For this. <laughs> I was living by myself for a little while and I would, when I went to bed at night, I would like thumbtack a sheet over my window. So it was like sealed off. Now my fiance lives in the same house, but in a different room Mm -hmm. and you hear that moms in a different room, (laughs) (laughs) different room, different bathroom, different room. (laughs) Just like we're going home at the end of the night. It's a business.